I'm going to be talking to you today briefly. Um, but let me remind you of a couple of things that I want you to remember. You need to realize and you really need to visualize what it is you are all about here on earth. I just want to say it. Peter is going to be able to say it better than I can say it. But I want to say this. You are not incidentally or accidentally on earth. You are here because God planned your being here. He gave you a gift that's not like anybody else. He gave you DNA that's not like anybody else. You are a very special, unique person sent to this earth for just a time like this. The challenge is on, but God has sent you to meet the challenge. Did you hear what I just said? God sent you to meet the challenge. The challenge is great. Satan's job is to oppose the saints. The saints' job is to overcome. And God has already showed you what it is to be the victor. And the Bible says we are more than conquerors. So you've got the best news in the world simply because you are a winner. You have, and you, you don't have to be perfect. You, if you accepted Jesus Christ, if you told him, Lord, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. I want you to forgive me of my sin. If you made that statement and said that to the Lord, you may not be perfect yet. You may have things about you that you aren't quite satisfied with yet. But God has let God work on you. Let him help to make you what you were created to be. Now, I'm asking you today to prepare to meet the challenge. The challenge is never more than you are capable of meeting. God promised that he would not allow, get this now, he would not allow more to come on you than he would enable you to bear. So he's going to regulate the things that are coming your way. He's going to put a limit on how much Satan can oppress you. He's going to fix it so you can bear it. So what you need is a will to obey and do the thing that God has called you to do. You can do it. Look at your neighbor and just smile and say, you can do it. You can do it. Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him know. You, you can do it. How are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? By God's grace, he's going to help you to do it. He never asked you to do anything on your own except yield to him. That's the only thing he ever asked you to do on your own. 
He asks you to just give him an opportunity to be Lord in your life, to be God as you walk this earth. Let him be your companion. That's what he's asking of us. And I don't think that's an unreasonable request. How about you? Okay. Now there's the scripture in Second Peter. Um, um, excuse, yeah, I believe Second Second Peter, one and ten. Second Peter, one and ten. Okay. Now I want you to note this. This is your instructions for today. Second Peter. One ten. Now I want you to read everything that leads up to this because it tells us how to have a victorious life that is constantly being added to. It helps us to see that there is a victorious life that you can add to. Now Second Peter. 1 and 10. What does your Bible say? <laughs> All right. Give, give diligence. Let's say it again. Wherefore the rather? Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. <laughs> if you do these things, Make your, make sure your election and your call is sure. Now, listen to me. Many are called, few chosen. Now, you got to remember that. Many called, few chosen. Why do you think that's a, the case. It's because people have to accept the call. And there are those who have not yet agreed to accept the call. What has God called you for? He called you to partner with Him in winning. The world back to himself. You are his partner. Think about it. He gave you a title that was even greater than that. He called you his ambassador. So he's sending you on this mission to a dying world. And you can go to this world and declare to them, I am here representing my Heavenly Father, extending to you an invitation to become a member of the body of Christ. Because if you are not a member of the body of Christ, of the church of God, you are outside of the kingdom of God. You have to have membership in the body of Christ. Amen? So you have the task 
of extending that invitation to a dying world. To, it's, it's good for anybody. A fat man, a skinny man, short man, tall man, pretty man, ugly man. Uh, every man. Can ex- this, this invitation is for all people everywhere that if they will just hear, Jesus is the answer. He is the one who has come and made it possible for you to be a citizen of heaven. Now, that's good news. If I don't ever get back to preach anymore, I want you to understand that I'm expecting you to come before the Lord bearing fruit because you have given your life to actually going about seeking whom you can find and inviting them to be a part of the kingdom of God. Now, I want you to come to church, be able to look around and see people you have been responsible for bringing to the house and to the body of Christ. That's what we want you to do. We want you to hurry up and get, you know why? We, listen, uh, the 49ers, they went down to New Orleans a whole week in advance. You know what they were doing? They were nothing to practice. You know what their aim is? To take a little old football they call a pigskin and move it from one end of the field to the other. That's getting the score. And so they go down and take a week to practice moving the football. Practice. Going through the motion. Got to move the ball. You and I, when we come get up every morning, you ought to be practicing how you are going to run that race today. How you are going to share the message today. How are you going to tell anybody who comes into your presence about the living God? You've always got something to share if you're just willing to do it. My God, my God. And you ought to take time to practice so that you get good at what you do. Get good at it. I know some folk. I, I, I grew up with a particular family back east, and they were always, they, they were comics, all of them. They could find ways to tell the biggest lie (laughs) that anybody could tell. And everybody would gather around the waiter's family when they were around to just hear what kind of, how big a lie they're going to tell today. They practiced lying. So they could tell the biggest lie. When they got with whomever they were being with, you and I ought to practice telling the truth.
because you've got truth that need to be shared. And you have to be willing to be involved in sharing that truth. So here is what the scripture says. Wherefore the rather, <coughs> give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Make sure you know you are called. What do you call to do? Tell the truth. Tell them about Jesus. Amen? Now, there are two things that I'm going to try to get in before I close today. Now, I'll, I want to deal with a whole bunch of peas. I told you all this two, two messages ago, that I want to deal with some peas. And uh, the peas, like a present, you know. I want to deal with some peas, but I'm not going to be able to do it today because I got something else. St. John 13, 34, 35. Throw it up there, okay? Care is the practice ground. Here's what God wants us to do in our practice sessions. St. John 13, 34, 35. St. John... 13. Now Jesus had his little pitiful crew together and he looked at them one day and I can just imagine him when he looked at them and they stood there looking like they might have had it made or something. He said to them a new commandment I'm giving you. Guess who he was talking to? Guess who he was talking to? To those who are his disciples. So here is what is going to define discipleship. A new commandment I give to you that you do what? Love one another. Lord, help us. Hold it. Hold it right there. That's what, I, that's what I want you to do. Every day when you get up, I want you to love. Some folk ain't going to let you love them as easily as others are. There are some folk easy to love. There are some folk you have to kind of chase them down to love them. You, you you try to love some folk and they're trying to wiggle out of you got to. What are you doing when you're loving folk? See, we, maybe we need to sit down sometime and just talk about what do you mean love? Because we got the word love mixed up so much now until love is having babies. That, that, that ain't no that that's sex. And most of that comes from lust. Loving someone is tapping into their very lives and enabling them to be the best they can possibly be in this world. 
make them produce according to the will and gifts that God has put in their life. I got to help you to produce. Find out what your gift is and help you to make sure you get out there and do it. Lord, help us, Jesus. I wish I could make that plain. Tap into folk and love them. That's not easy to do. Some folk, you have to call them up because they ain't coming out. You'd be surprised what a little card will do with your name on it. To help them to be encouraged and tell them something good about themselves. I'm so glad you are not the kind of person who's always looking for gossip on somebody. I'm so glad you are not that kind of person. Just any time somebody come along to talk about some of your brothers and sisters with something ugly, and you just stand there and just <laughs> give me some more. Talk some more. I'm so glad you're not like that. Because you're a bodybuilder. You're building the body. You're telling people how to be the best they were created to be. Help people maximize their gifting. Come on, come on, come on, come on. The Bible says know them that labor among you. Get to know them. Get to know them. Live with them enough to know what their potential is. You get to know what people are good at. Thank you all for being so quiet. This is pretty good for Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, sir. How do you love your enemy? Do him no harm. Did you get that? That's right. You do him no harm. Hello. Now listen here. Watch the scripture. That you love one another. And if you got a problem knowing how to do it, you do it to them like I've done it to you. It's what Jesus says. Watch my example. Watch how I treat you. Uh Uh-oh. Now you got something to guide you. How does Jesus treat you when you mess up? Does he, doesn't he love you anyway and forgive you anyhow? Amen? How does Jesus treat you when you don't feel good about yourself? Does that change him? Same, same, same. And so we've got to learn how to love like God loves. And he said, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love one another. That's got to be household love. The house ought to be so lovely until folk outside looking in will say, I want to be in that company with folk who know how to love one another. 
Amen? Love does not do any evil to its neighbor. Don't keep record of stuff that folk do to it. I'm talking about making sure your calling and election is made sure. You got to love like he loved. Love one another. Make folk feel good to see you. Amen. Lord help us. Anybody can be ugly and find fault. Anybody can do that. But you have to work at finding the good in a person and promoting that. You don't have to. This is not foreign mission. You don't have to go overseas to find the folk you're supposed to love. Right in your midst, you will find them. And listen to what it says. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall how many folk know? All men will know you are what? You are. That's how you, that's how you ensure your calling. By this shall all folk know you are mine. If you have what? Love. One what? No, not four. What did it say? You can have something for a fella and never get it to him. God wants you to have love that you get to the place it belongs. Does that make sense to you? That makes sense to you. All right. Luke 14, 26. Pastor Small, what are you trying to do? I want us to be practitioners. I want us to practice. I want us to get good at building the body, bringing people, sharing the good news. I want us to be good at it. Amen? Find ways to tap in and get people's gift to work. Whenever we got, see, Brother Marcus, is, these men are doing a fantastic thing. Amen? I was a little bit concerned because I couldn't be out here with them. And I come out here and find out, good Lord, they didn't left me. <laughs> These fellas, yeah, but Pastor Marcus, is, and, you, and you all are doing a magnificent job. See, and he's picking up on what you, he knows you can do. And he's amplifying that. He's putting these men out there where they can do the thing. That Amen. And, and, and I believe Brother Claude singing better than he thought he could sing. I, I don't even think he thought he could do that. I, 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 excuse, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. See? And, and, and then when they get, and put him side of the Taurus. All right. What did, I, what did I say, Luke? If any man or woman come to me and got more love for mom and dad, 
You, can, you, you see it, don't you? Jesus says, a new commandment I give you. You are to love one another. Now, if that love for one another is not greater than any love for anybody else, then it's misplaced love. I love Grandma. Wonderful family members some of us have. They ain't going nowhere. But you got to... I've always felt that people found out early in my life that there was no need for them coming by my house on Sunday morning at a certain time saying, come on, let's go out and play kickball. They knew what I was going to be doing. So they, they didn't mess with me. You and I should have the kind of reputation that folk know when it's time for prayer and it's time to worship, it's time to serve God, they ought to know where to find you. They ought to have that kind of confidence. God says, be sure that you secure your calling and make your election sure. How do you do it? Loving one another. And if you love mama, papa, sister, brother, more than him, what does the scripture say? He cannot be my disciple. Here's the definition for discipleship. If you love one another, as I love you, everybody will know you are my disciple. Here is how you prove discipleship. Let me ask you, do you today feel inspired to work on loving those closest to you until you help them to succeed in being fruitful in the kingdom?